In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Did you forget? Did you forget baseball isn't boring? Well, if you did forget, I'm here a reminder that. You know what? Baseball isn't boring. I think we proved it on day one. The Baseball Isn't Boring podcast venture. Uh, we've been doing this since January. Baseball isn't boring. At BB isn't boring. Twitter, Instagram, t-shirts, book out in March 14th, the whole deal. But it was a good day one. It was a good day one for, for the podcast central of Baseball Isn't Boring. Joe Kelly, I thought it was a great interview. I thought it was. Uh, he's always good to talk to, always very real, always very genuine. Said some things from... The, how he felt about Houston, about the Astros, and then we you know we we talked about it, started the conversation for the day, and like I said, I mean this is what it's all about. Baseball is about conversation, and we're just not going to sit here have an interview, boom, and move on. If the conversation's worth having, if Joe Kelly says that ninety percent of the country is going to be rooting for the Phillies, let's talk about it. Let's talk about how ninety percent of the country is going to be rooting for the Phillies. All right, so uh, most of these podcasts, we want to kick it off with what's going on. In, but we have a pretty long interview here coming up, and I'm going to be honest, like, it was a really good one. It was a really good one. And the theme of it was basically what is it like to manage a World Series team? What is it like to to manage a Major League Baseball team to get to the World Series and then to actually be in the World Series as a manager? So we, I don't know what that's like because I've never managed a Major League Baseball team. Coop never managed a Major League Baseball team, but Coop and I did know someone who had managed a Major League Baseball team, and that was Alex Cora. So Cora joined us for a good 45 minutes. It was a really, really good conversation about a lot of stuff. Just some guys chopping it up, talking about the old days, talking about the current day, talking about what's going to happen. Um, but you know, I just love this stuff. I love talking about the like the inner workings, like the things that, and we talk about this, the things that you find out about a, a certain play in a World Series that maybe they scouted like two months ahead of time. Like, there's a couple examples of this in the, this podcast. There's plenty of stuff. There's, you know, for Red Sox fans, there's Schwarber and Dabrowski talk. For Yankee fans, there's there's how Cora viewed the whole Aaron Boone situation. There's the how he views views what the managers are doing now. I mean, we talked about Cora being on a heater in 2018. Tell me that these guys aren't a little bit as well. So it, it, it's just a really really good 45 minutes of baseball talk, which is that's that's our goal. I mean, how easy is that? You get a guy, you get a couple guys, you get a couple, you know, a bunch of people, whatever it is, who just like talking about it next thing you know, oh, well, where did the time go? There you go. That's how this one felt. All right. Well, like you said, normally we'd like to give you all the things that happen in Major League Baseball. We'll continue to do that. I think as this sort of rolls on, 
we'll do it more and more. But this is such a sort of lengthy interview. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Just some things leading into game one of the World Series. Obviously, Nola versus Verlander. News came out. Chandler Rome had the report about the 2018 Bryce Harper trade that almost was but wasn't. And it's kind of crazy when you look at, when you look at that deal. It was for a bunch of guys who, you know, it, it never happened. I mean, there was there wasn't one guy that did anything. So the trade was going to be for Abraham Toro, Randy Cesar, Josh James, JB Bukakis, and Kent Emanuel. All right, you name the guy that would really really hurt them. The guy that would have really really helped the Nationals. Whew. They, I guess they lucked out. I mean, they didn't really get anything back for Harper, but, but still, that's buyer beware when you do those sort of deals. I mean, that was sort of being like unbelievable haul for a rental player. Well, as it turns out, none of those guys are any good. So it didn't matter. Trade wasn't made anyway, but it was a good report, good story. Uh, some other news, Rafael Devers, John Heyman came out and said that Rafael Devers, uh, is asking for 10 years, 300 million. Red Sox are just around 200 million or just over. They're still far apart. Doesn't feel like a lot of things are, are close there. Uh, Brock Holt, owner of the slowest pitch of all time, 31 miles an hour. He retired. And as we said, Bob Nightingale sat down with Dave Dombrowski and Dave Dombrowski was not happy how he left the Red Sox back in 2019 wasn't happy how that was handled by the team. Well, if you want more Dombrowski talk, backward or backward hat Dave, as I like to call him, because you know when when the celebrations happen, backward hat Dave comes out, flip flop, backward hat T shirt, the whole ball of wax, and look listen to this podcast because within this we talk about celebrations and the dynamic of celebrations. And I talked to Cora. I said, listen, it must have been weird like seeing Dave Dombrowski. Backward hat Dave, and he goes on to tell tell us about how he actually had to sort of teach Dave Dombrowski about emojis and and how the evolution of backward hat Dave. So there you go. Just one of the many, many things in this podcast. All right. Subscribe, listen, rate, re- leave a nice review if you can. I hope you enjoyed the first couple podcasts. Uh, I hope you enjoy this one. We're going to keep on going. Very special World Series correspondent after game one. After game one, we're going to crank out a podcast with the Shredder. The Shredder is going to pop on, and that would be Nick Punto, former Philadelphia Philly, former St. Louis Cardinal, former Red Sox, former Dodgers, former A. So Nick Punto, a, who is awesome, awesome personality and a perfect guy to break down anything, particularly the World Series, uh, game one of the World Series. So we're going to do that right after because we want to keep the ball rolling. And then next week we have a ton of stuff planned. But like I said, I'm taking up way too much of your time because this is a this is an interview what you want to soak in from stem to stern. Baseball isn't boring. At BB isn't boring. All right, here you go. What it is like to be a major league manager in the World Series. Here you go. I can't tell you, but this guy can, Alex Cora. All right, there's nobody I'd rather talk to about what we're going about, about to talk to about than Alex Cora. He's a manager. He's a manager of the Boston Red Sox. He's been in a World Series. Congratulations on that, Alex. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, look at that. All these years, I find congratulated you. Uh, Coop's with us. Coop, what's going on? Not too much. We're just hanging in there. Yeah. Boy, one episode down, episode two. Baseball's not boring. Alex, is baseball boring? No. Not at all. Not at all. No. Why isn't baseball boring, Alex? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, 
I put it this way, right? Like you go through the grind this year, 162 is an awful season. You keep saying, I keep saying, I'm not going to watch games. I'm not going to watch games. I'm not going to watch games. You know what I did? Watch games. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that Saturday, two two Saturdays ago, right? That, that four games and, you know, it started at two o'clock and the last out of the last game was at two in the morning. Uh, I tell you what, it wasn't a boring afternoon here. There was a lot of people, a lot of meat, a lot of beverages. You know, it was it was cool to watch, to be honest with you. <laughs> Did you say there was a lot of meat? A lot of- <laughs> I mean, steaks, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, listen, steaks, steaks and beverages. That's what baseball's all about. And by the way, and so right after the season, you were like front row and center at your brother's games too, right? That was cool. I mean, right? Cool. I mean, to mingle yeah. with the riffraff of the fans. Like, how about that? It was in, uh, I mean, great seats, by the way. Uh, thanks to Sam Kennedy. Yeah, I got connections. Uh, <laughs> Just one or two connections. Yeah, well, I asked the third base coach of the Mets, and he wanted to put me in the family section. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I need better. And uh, I mean, great seats. We went to uh, there's a kind of like in, in Fenway the EMC Club right yeah uh, they got one at City Field that was interesting right uh, people were looking at me like what is he doing here <laughs> well, I got family here you know like I mean I'm actually pulling for you guys and uh, there was a guy that uh, he pulled me aside he's like hey how can you didn't trade me JD and Christian I like. <laughs> What are you talking about? You know, like I'm not here to talk about the Red Sox. Was, yeah. his, name, was his name Steve Cohen? Is that the guy who pulled you aside? No, no, he just buys players. He buys uh, players. <laughs> by the way, the so here's a question. No, very few people remember this. The other time that I remember seeing you sit in the stands, mingling among the common folk, the fans, was as GM of the Puerto Rican team and the WBC, right? That was the last time. Uh, I actually, um, in 2012, I took a trip with uh, my daughter, uh, Camila. We went to New York, and we were going to go see Mary, Pop- uh, Mary Poppins and uh, The Lion King. But we flew in Sunday morning, and I told her, we're going to Yankee Stadium to see Red Sox-Yankees. Uh, it was uh, obviously Sunday night baseball. And uh, it was one of the coolest experiences because it was the first time we watched a big league game as, you know, as family. You know, it wasn't that on the field. It was like, we're here, we're watching, we bought some popcorn, hot dogs. It was fun. It was a great experience. I think I remember. Where, did you go down to the dugout that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, uh, yeah you know what? I have a they picture had some issues. I mean, they had some issues that year. I, I, yeah, I remember that. I have a picture of you in the dugout wearing jeans. Last time you ever wore jeans in the dugout was that picture. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, not really. No, okay. <laughs> All right. uh, so, uh, well, we, 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 so far what we've got out of this is that you like to eat steaks, you have beverages, and wear jeans in the dugout. Um, but, but you're right. But like, So before we get to what, our main topic, I am anxious. Sitting in the stand, so we said this um, – you know, 
when uh, when we were talking, when Joe Kelly was doing the book and he was talking to Manfred, and Manfred says it is by far the best game to go and watch. And we've done this on the podcast where we said, you know what? If you think about it, it is. Like, it's the best thing to, to actually, the event, it's like a social event. So doing that, like you just did, can you appreciate that? Or would you still rather go to a hoop game and have the back? I mean, you can be honest. Uh, I like to I like to go see the Celtics. I yeah, like you, that. Because you got, first of all, you get really, really good seats for the Celtics. So. I was about to say, it's, it's now that time of the season. So now we got to kind of start, fo- yeah, exactly. We got to yeah. start focusing <laughs> yeah. on those plugs there. But so, so you don't like, so you're, I guess when you go to a baseball game for, for most people, it's like, you you're talking, you're social. No, I, I tell you what, uh, one thing for sure. You don't here, talk. I, I love, I love going to the games here, uh, to, to see the, uh, Kawas team. Yeah. I go there, sit in the stands, uh, just mingle with people, watch the game. Second guess Ramon the whole time. Uh, you know, like uh, last year, Vasky was playing for somebody else. I, I was screaming at him. He was he was horrible behind the plate. Uh, but it is 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 a good experience. I love it. Um, it was a I tell you what, it was a great feeling. Even though uh, the Mets lost that game, but it was chill. I was, I didn't have to like think about the next move or the next day, whatever. It was a uh, like enjoy the atmosphere, which it was good for a while. Then it was tough. He got. You got tough there, man. Like, made me realize how how it works on the other side sometimes. But uh, just sitting there with two of my best friends, just watch the game and talk about hitters. They will ask me questions. You know, why you got on this guy? Why you got on that guy? Uh, it's funny because the first guy that they asked about was uh, Gritchum, and mm-hmm. you know, like, what you got on him? He's like, oh, look at the numbers. And then he went off. You know, so right. But it was a good experience. I, I loved it. I loved it. And then you were jumping up and down when Timmy Trumpets came out, right? Correct. They didn't come out. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I mean, didn't they come out they with really their own the opportunity? opportunity? Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, what are you going to do? Um, all right. So uh, the World Series—I don't know if you know this—the World Series is coming up. Uh, as we've already declared, you have been a manager in the World Series. Coop and I have not been managers in the World Series. We have not been managers who won playoff games or playoff series. I've been I a am, manager in a championship situation. High school have you? Ball, but yeah. Did you really? Legend ball. What, I mean, that's high nervous? stakes. Really? It is. Wait, maybe were you maybe one, not the same level, but. Coop, were you one of these guys? Because I know how Alex is. Like, Alex is like, hey, guys, relax. It's no big deal. You know, like, let's treat it like it's, it's chill. You know, no problem. Coop, yeah, I, can see, I mean, I can especially with the kids because you got to. They're, they're I, thinking it's I can like see the biggest you, like, thing since thinking all day long. And I know how this is as a coach. I th- all day long, you're thinking about what is my speech going to be on top in the stool in the middle of the of the room, room, right? What is my pregame speech, which is the most overrated thing in sports? The pregame <laughs> speech, right, Alex? Am I wrong? There's there's no pregame speech. You know, like there's postgame sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but Coop, Coop, you gave a pregame speech, didn't you? I like to lose. I'll I'll pull like some type of um like pop culture reference to and like try and make a joke. Try and like, you know, make everyone like forget that there's a game about to happen. Not forget a game, but, you know, forget the tension of the game. Yeah. So in, in synopsis, you like the players to mock you. So, yeah, uh, exactly. You okay. All right. All right. So, Alex, 
you know, one of the things I going in the World Series, I, we talk about preparing for the World Series and what that's what that's like. But flipping the switch from one series to the other, like we see, you know, backward hat Dave, you know, which is Dave Dombrowski. You know, we like we see. <laughs> I mean, you know, we have we have the, the backward hat Dave. We have the champagne everywhere. And you have that, and it's well-deserved. People don't understand. Maybe you can enlighten us on this. People understand, like, how long a season is, and this is, like, the culmination of it. This is why these moments happen are so important. But then you would kind of have to flip the switch, right? I mean, how long – what's that dynamic like? Um, it's not that hard. I know there's some people that they don't, they don't like us to celebrate each accomplishment, right? Like – you win the wild card, you pop champagne. You win the wild card game, you pop champagne. You win the ALDS, you pop champagne. You win the ALCS, you do the same thing. And then, I mean, uh, you win the World Series and, and you do it again. You know what? Hey, the champagne is there. So what are you going to do? You know, like that, that that's what we got to do. If, if, if there's, it's tradition, I guess, you know. The only thing is that it gets expensive, you know. Like it starts with like – whatever uh but like cheap brand yeah you know, i mean a cheap brand of champagne and all of a sudden you have gold bottles at the end you know like ace of spades and i mean unreal but uh it, it is easy to to turn the page because um the goal is to win at that point it was 11 11 games right mm-hmm. you have to win 11 would you tell them that? That like that's we talk about the message, right? That is a message that you say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's let's like, get our head around this. It, it's 11, 11 games. You know, it, it really doesn't matter what you did over one sixty two. Um, it's what you do in October, and uh, if you don't win those eleven games or thirteen games now for some teams, uh, it's, it's it's a bad season. You know, uh, especially. In, in big marketplaces, right? Uh, New York, Chicago, uh, L.A., uh, Boston, right? So uh, the, the, the mindset is you win this when you celebrate, you move on. And then for our group, uh, it, was, it was easy in, in, in 18. Um, we can talk about 21 later on, but I, I, I do believe we – our mindset – was 11 games in October. It started in September 3rd or, or right after we swept New York in that big series at home. I think it was a four-game series and Benny hit the walk-off. We were down three and Chapman gave it up and Benny got the base hit. Mm-hmm. We won that series. We go up nine and kind of like we we already move on to the playoffs. Uh, you saw what we did in September. We rested guys. We rested the bullpen everything just to get ready for that first series you know the best out of five series that's a crapshoot that's that's a tough one because mm. it, it it can happen so fast that all of a sudden you're like oh it's over right uh we won the first game we lose the second one and everybody was going nuts you know like oh this is over overrated they they're they're not good and and the sky was falling but then we score a lot of runs and uh then we won the next one but uh, it's just the mindset of the group. There's no, there's no other way to do it. And uh, I think uh, the guys understood, especially that year, it was New York, the first one, and then Houston, the next, the next one. And, you know, 
for what happened in 17, they were ready for that one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we lost the first game. Uh, and then we did what we did. And then it was like, okay, we, we, we have to wait. I think we had to wait a few days to know it was the Dodgers and also it's the Dodgers and it's another hundred uh, plus win team. So for us, it was a lot easier than others probably just to make sure, okay, we celebrate, we move on. It was a very, I mean, I, I hate to compare teams. Uh, I was part of 07. Uh, obviously, I was part of 17. Everybody knows the story. But as far as the mindset, it was a very professional group that we didn't get caught up on 16 runs against New York. We knew that the next day it was going to be a different lineup and we have to show it up because if not, it's a tight series and we go back to Fenway. So uh, you just keep preaching what you preach, uh, stay in the moment. But we had a, a, a head start. You know, we started in September talking about stuff like this and they understood why you get an off day or why you're not pitching. Everything is towards October and, you know, and that happened. I want to go back to celebration. You said it's there, so we got to use it. I, I, I can't let this go by because it popped in my head. I remember 2007, there was a teammate of yours who just went home. <laughs> and it wasn't anything malicious. It was just like, that's who, we, JD, man. JD, oh, from, like, yeah, he went home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, everybody treats those things a little bit differently. Some people stand yeah. in the corner. Some people. Yeah. I, I tell you what, uh, from my end, I think I was more calm, cool, and collected in 08, in, in 18 than last year because that last year there was a lot of emotion because of where I was coming from, you know, and obviously, uh, Nobody gave us a chance, and then we win the wildcard game. Okay, cool. But the next series was the big one that everybody was like, this is a perfect team, this is a perfect team, and we knew it going into a series, and and we beat them. It was like we just did it, you know, and, and, and it's not that I regret it because, uh, you know, obviously emotions are part of what we do, but if you see the way I reacted to every win – in 18 compared to when we beat the race, I mean, it was night and day. It was a lot different, you know, a lot of, a lot of tears, you know, uh, I mean, a lot, I didn't celebrate as hard uh, in 18 until we won the whole thing. So uh, it, it's just different seasons, right. And different reasons for, for us to celebrate and people react different ways. But in 18, I barely celebrated until we got that last out in, uh, in LA. Yeah, I mean, everyone's – and I'm not busted on J.D. Like, that's, everyone's different, right? No. I mean, like you said. I mean, J.D. Are, JD hit a grand slam and he didn't care. I mean, like, well, he didn't show emotion. He just yeah, ran the pieces. The Kobe Ellsbury is still home right in front of him. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. next pitch. Um, so, I want to ask you – one of the things I've always found fascinating is, like, when after series ends and you get, like, the, the, the secret scouting reports – like we saw this, right? And and so we did this. Like the going back, Papelbon picking off Matt Holiday. You know the story, Todd Klaus, and and the scout, the advanced scouting reports. Um, how much of that? How much when you sit down after the celebrations are done and you go to the next series? How much in, more intensive are those things, or are they? I, I don't know. 
No, there is a lot different than a three-game series in July. Uh, your advanced scouts, they still exist, regardless of what people think. It's not only uh, video and um, information. It is There's a lot of eyes in September, and, and, and we do an outstanding job doing that. We send people everywhere, uh, and they start picking up stuff uh, from signs to tendencies or, or – you know, the guy's moving at second base, you know, whenever they throw a breaking ball, he's he's moving to his left against lefties. Or, you know, in this count, he, he's going to bounce his – if he throws a breaking ball, he's going to bounce it. Uh, there was one that uh, – that's when I was like, this guy's they do it right. Um, I think it was Klaus or, or – but actually David Howard, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. We, we had our, our advanced meeting for – for the Angels in 07, and uh, we're going over guys, this and that, this and that, and uh, he pulls uh, David aside. He's like, on a 3-2 count with men in scoring position, you're going to get a breaking ball or something like that. And I think it was the first game or second game, I, I don't remember, David got a 3-2 breaking ball, hit out of the ballpark, and I was like, yeah, we're ahead of the game. Um, I can tell you things that – happen in 18 that, uh, you know, and it's not even scouts. Uh, I think the biggest swing that, that year was uh, JD against J-Hat, right? Uh, first inning, 2-0 count. The night before, after a workout, I'm talking to JD. I said, JD, you know, like, we, we got to make sure we don't swing at that first, first pitch, uh, that pitch up in the zone. And he's like, I'm looking down. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm looking down. I'm not going to miss it. And 2-0, he threw a fastball down in zone, and he got it. And uh, he said that he was for four days in the cage just visualizing that pitch, and he knew that that pitch was going to come into play, and he wasn't going to miss it. He missed that pitch the whole season. And he was going to be ready. And the reason was because um, that's where you do damage against Jay Happ. It's not about the fastball up. Fastball up, you're not going to catch up to it. So you better take it. But if he gets me a fastball down, I'm going to I'm gonna demolish it. And he did. And we went up 3 nothing. And then after that, you know, um, we took off, right? Um, things that happened in that game, in the big game against uh, New York uh, at Yankee Stadium, you know, when we scored all those runs. Uh, I don't think we hit too many homers that day. We, we hit a lot, of, a lot of singles, a lot of doubles, and – there was a lot of information from Severino that we had just mm-hmm. watching, and uh, we took advantage of that. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff that comes into play, especially when you play teams 19 times a, a, a season and you play them in the playoffs. You, you take advantage of everything that you have and, uh, and whatever you can get from other people. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about advanced scouting here because at the end, it is what it is. Last year – I thought that game was like the most uncomfortable game ever, that Walker game, one oh, game yeah. against a team that you just play 19 times, you know? <clears throat> so we beat them, uh, what, like nine out of ten times early on, and then they beat mm-hmm. us, and they they swept us the last series of the season, and they scored like nine against Nate, right? And I'm like, what are we going to do? You know, like we just play them. We know them. There's no secrets. It's only one game. You know, here is like – Whatever we can find for uh, against Cole or whatever we can adjust with Nate, it's only four innings, five innings. So 
you know, Xander hits a homer, Nate pitches well, the ball goes off the wall, we get a, a great relay, and then we won the game. But that was the most uncomfortable game of all of them. That was the tough one. Yeah, because there's no secrets, right? There's I mean, no secrets, you know. No. It's like it is what it is. The next one, yeah, it's three out of five, and yeah, they play well, but we, you know, it's different. You know, like scouting comes into play, and uh, obviously at the end, the players they execute, and you do what you do. But it, it's a fun. It's fun. I think, uh, especially the way we go about it. Like, there's no, there's no rules, man. There's no like. This guy's down, or this guy's not gonna pitch. You know, it's it's like spikes on and let's go. Yeah. You know, so you had- when you when you say like it's fun, like when you kind of have your your back up against the wall and you kind of have to start, you know, really start flexing the managerial brain. So yeah. game game three of the World Series was was that fun? At least, I mean, it, it was. You fun can't go that many innings and still be like, oh, up, this is a great time. I look at the 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 clock up there, and it was. Uh, it was whatever it was it was three in the morning here back home yeah and i was like people are watching this crap right now you know oh, but, i mean uh, i was i was up right with you yeah but i never felt i never felt you had a chance at scoring that was the problem like we actually did right like i mean i mean they Ian, did score a jackie jackie yeah, got the lead at we, one point yeah we uh ian got thrown out of the plate right that was a bad sand that was awful that, yeah, i mean like, let's go yeah, come on, Carlos. Yeah, like come on. You know, like hit and run, first and third, fly ball to Bellinger. He has a cannon and we go, you know, like he sent them. I was like, oh boy, this ain't working. But you know, it was a great game. We had chances, man. We had chances. But. Well, so so I love that stuff, man. I love like the 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 little things, like I said. I've said the Papelbon pickoff. The two two I'll give you two. I was walking the workout day in Anaheim in 2007. I'm getting in the elevator, and Schilling gets in, and he gives me two. This is how long ago this was. He gives me two pieces of paper, and it was his whole scouting report written out for the next day. So I'm like, I don't literally don't know what to do with this. So like, what am I supposed to do? Publish this? Like, what? I don't know. Sell but, it. Make money. <laughs> but I tell you what, what I did do is I watched like everything, like Vlad Guerrero, to your point, three, two, elevated fat, like everything was on that piece of paper. Boom, 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 boom. Like it was so micromanaged that that was, it was, it was awesome watch. The other one, you weren't on the team, 2013, David Ortiz, Grand Slam. The change up, right? Uh, 2-0 change up. Yep. Yeah, they had the changeup. Yeah, two zero changeup. Yeah. They had the changeup. They yeah. knew. They, I mean, oh, I he, was tipping. he was tipping. He was tipping. Oh. But they had it. But that's the that's the point. That's my point. Is that yeah. it all leads to that one moment, and there was no better one moment than that. That was huge, right there. I mean that. I haven't asked David if, like, you know, unless some guys like it or some guys don't. I mean, no, he. He'll say he, he, yeah, he'll say, he, 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 yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Right. Nobody, nobody likes tippers. They yeah. um, nobody likes tippers yeah, until, yeah. until they find a tipper. <laughs> um, but so, you know, and then you get into these games. And so like Coop had mentioned the long game and there's a lot of stuff that goes on. I remember I asked you this, the spring training after in 2019, when you switched uh, JD for when Machado was up, right? <laughs> yeah. I, and I was like, you just reinvented baseball. The great game of baseball has just been reinvented. Every time now, 
that a pull hitter is going to get up. They're going to do this. And Nobody has done it. Nobody no. has done it yet. <laughs> no, no. So, but, but, but you were in the World Series. So what I'm talking about is Machado. I've done Machado get up. He was a pull hitter, so you basically would move Jackie over there. If I'm remembering this right, right yeah. to, mm-hmm. to left, and like to something that clearly hadn't been done. But is that this type of thing? Like when we talk about micromanaging the World Series and thinking outside the box and having that fun, like just, that must have been along those lines. It or? just happened out there. It wasn't something that we planned. It wasn't a script. You know, I think I went out there to see Nunez. Probably he was rolling around or something, you know, <laughs> dying for the fifth time in five days, you know. And, and then I look, I was like, oh, we, we got JD back here. And then we start doing it. And, yeah, it's something that uh, it happens, you know. Uh, there was one that uh, that we really liked. Uh, <clears throat> so we pinch ran Ian in game three, right? Um uh, no, he didn't play that game. Yeah, he played that game because he, he yeah, he slipped. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was game four. One of the games he pinch runs, and uh, there's a throw over, and it's a close play at first. Brock is hitting, and uh, close play at first, and they challenge. The Dodgers did. We had no signs. We had no play, and Febles look at me right away, and I went hit. And run. I just went like this, hit and run. <laughs> and like, hey, after the whole challenge, the first pitch is going to be a hit and run. First pitch, Ian takes off. Brock hits a base hit, and it was like, okay, cool. You know, like, like stuff like that happens, man. It's is is, but it's it's a testament of the people that you have around. You know, like, you know, Renicky, he just looking around and see what you can find. Uh, Carlos to be locked in, Ramon on the bench at that point locked in. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens uh, early on during the day that you like, if this if this comes up, you know, we're going to take advantage of it. Um, you know, the whole game one situation with Rafi and, 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 and Nunez, it, it was something that we talked about the night before. We're like, okay, Rafi's a good matchup against Kershaw, but he's not against uh, Wood and uh, Alexander. And and we will we'll take a chance with, with Rafi, understanding that they might bring another lefty later on for him, and hopefully we can take advantage of it. Later that we know, it was right there, right in front of us. And uh, the conversation in the dugout was like, because Rafi was having a great game. Mm-hmm. He had two hits, I think, and a walk or something against Kershaw. And, you know, it's Timmy Hires, Andy Barquette, and, and Ron. And I'm like, if they bring the lefty, what are we going to do? And they're like, you know what are we going to do? And like, are we sure we want to do this? And they're like, just, hey, man, we, were, we, 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 we prepare this for this. We got to go. We got to go. Trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. And we did. And, bro, when he hit that home, home run, it was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this might actually work, but well, uh, I mean, listen, I mean, a lot of work, man, there's a lot of work. Yeah, but you know, listen, I mean, you were on a heater. I mean, you were on a heater in 2018. It, it just was. I need to get back to that mindset or whatever. No, nah, no, nah, listen, it, like you did a good. Obviously, you did a good job in 2000 uh, last year going through that, and and 
And I think that that's a lot of, a lot of people say in Boston, we're like, just get to the playoffs and Alex will do it because they have that the base of, but hey, let's, let's take vacations until October 1st. Yeah, they exactly. Me and then I show up in October, right? Let's Listen. do that one. Do the, oh, yeah. I mean, that's what uh, Rich Hill wants to do to take the first year off. And yeah, can you do that? Come back. Maybe we can start doing that for managers. <laughs> yeah, but but you weren't, yeah, so anyway, you were on a heater, and like, so can you feel that? I mean, like, and, and I think that the managers now who have got to this point probably feel the same way, that, and, and I think that the, another well, guy uh, that jumps to mind Thompson, was Frank. Thompson feels that way right now. Uh, it feels that way. It yeah. Looks, it looks that way. Francona in two in 2016, I felt like right, yeah. Like he he was just like until the rain up, delay, rolling up the yeah. chew in the gum and let's until go. The rain delay, until the rain the rain delay kill him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, right? Or whatever the ten the ten minute rain delay, unreal. But, but, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, the, the, these guys probably feel like you did, like you said, Thompson in particular. Yeah. Um, I think as a group, you feel that way. Yeah, as a group, you, you, you start, you know, like, we, we trusted everybody that year. And uh, perfect example, it was the first series, right? Like, Brock hits for the cycle. He's ceasing the next day. And, and you got to go with, uh, with Ian. Mm-hmm. And then Ian right away gets a knot, right? And Nooney gets a double, you know, and like, okay. I'm like, we're lucky, you know, we're lucky. But uh, I think it's the personnel that you have, and and we had some good players, man. We we were really good. We 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 went with Christian and Porcello in game three, mm-hmm. and when Christian, the last time he caught it was in spring training, mm-hmm. and we were looking for offense, and he hits a, a ground ball back to Severino, he misses it. It's an infield hit. We score a run, and they hit a home run against Britain, I think it was. You know, he took off. And I think is is the way I see it, you, you, you cannot be afraid to make adjustments throughout, you know. Um, I know a lot of people get on Booney, right, because of what happened. But he was trying to find the perfect matchups, right, the perfect lineup to go against probably the best pitching staff in the big leagues uh, this season. And – you know, batter, uh, judge, and moving. It looks bad, but you, you have to be able to to change it because they saw it. I think they, they saw it towards the end of the season. It was a one-man show, right? But that guy was trying to hit 60 plus, 62 home, home runs. So he let off because of that. And uh, I think, you know, that that's the way it works. And uh, there's a lot of people that get involved. The pitching side of it is the one that, uh, especially now, is very tough because you cannot like mix a match like in eighteen, right? And now it's the three ma- uh, three batter minimum, yep. and it's a lot tougher. Uh, but you saw what Thompson did with uh, Sir Anthony uh, in Game Four. He went for the jugg- juggler. You know, he's going to win regardless of what happened. He went to. I'll find a way. We'll find a way to win the next one. And uh, I think that that's something too, you know, the willingness to, it's not about forgetting, you know, the, 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 the player or the health It's about remembering what you're doing it for and shoot, you know, you win that one and 
you know, Nate Ovaldi is going to be okay, right? Uh, Matt Barnes is going to be okay. He pitched like every game in, in that playoff. Joe Kelly is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just like you grind from, shoot, from the winter meetings on all the way to October and you're not going to take a chance because he should be down. Nobody's going to be down, you know, like, no, we, we're, we're playing and they understand that. So, but you also have to know the guys, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, they, I mean, we, like I said, we, we got lucky in a sense that we, we, we put the division away early on yeah. and then the medical staff took over and, you know, we didn't pitch back-to-back -back relievers in a while uh, for, for like a month. Uh, Kimbrough was the only one, Craig, because of the saves and all that. But the other guys, we rest them. Uh, you know, we we didn't push guys to the to the limit because of, at bats or trying to get individual goals and all that. We our goal was to win eleven, and and going into it, people said, "Oh, there's no pressure." No, there was a lot of pressure. Yeah, ask the Dodgers. Ask the Dodgers about that. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure because yeah. you know 108. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, great, best season ever. But the 119 means more than the 108, and that's why we worked so hard to get to that point. And the guys did an amazing job. And like I said, it's the coaches and the training staff and the strength coaches and all that. Everybody working together to get to this, uh, to to get to the goal. Last thing before I coop, you can ask something. That last thing I have is, do you sleep? I mean, these guys, like this is, you know, it's one thing to go through the regular season. It's one thing to go through the playoffs even. But now, like, you're so close, man. You are so close. Like, this is it. You are four wins away. And do you, and, and you have to deal with family stuff. I get that. Like, all the tickets and everything else. But do, what, what are these guys feeling right now? Um, I think people might feel like the five off days, you know, they're not good for the teams. It's the other way around, man. Like the more rest you can get, the better, because when that thing starts on Friday, it's no sleep, you know, it's, it's like, you're going to be locked in. And especially nowadays with guys hitting early, you know, going to facilities and hitting in the mornings, and all that, you know, it's, it's seven days of, or nine days of, just business, right? Um, you, you, you do everything possible to take care of business, like you said, with the family, all that stuff, because then when that first pitch is thrown, it's over. Uh, I remember we had a lot of people at the house, and the, the cool thing was, like, I would get back home probably at 2.30, 3 in the morning because of traffic, you know, like you had to wait. And then you have to meet the media. If you lose the game, you're actually in a better spot, I think. I think you go first. You talk first so you yeah. can get out. Yeah. But if you if you win, you have to wait. And by the time I got home, it was like 2.30, 3 in the morning, and people were there, hot chocolate and soup and talking about the game. I, I walked in, just have a drink and go to sleep, you know, and uh, – they, they let me be till 10 in the morning, have breakfast, go back to sleep, and then go and work at noon. But uh, it's a good feeling, man. It's a good feeling. You, you, you work so hard to, to accomplish this. And uh, 
you know, these two teams, if you think about it, uh, you know, I think for, for the Astros, they still looking for that one, right? Like, like, you know, they have to put 17 away, right? That's, that's the whole thing. And, uh, it, it, for how, yeah, you know, we, you know how we feel about it. You know, some of us, we, we feel like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, we won, but we, we messed up. We messed up. And for this group to be in this position is, is huge. And most of these guys, they, they weren't there. But for the franchise, for the, for the fan base, I think it's very important. You know, they had two chances already, right? Uh, in 19, they lost to the Nationals. Last year, they lost to the Braves. Uh, it's ironic, right? They're going to play the NLEs again. Uh, they got the Phillies now. Mm -hmm. And uh, for them, I know it means a lot. And the other side, I can't even imagine, you know, like, I mean, just watching the games and, and understanding the city, if that happens, I mean, back, I mean, this guy is going to be, <laughs> uh, I can't even imagine. You know? Oh, he might be dancing. He might be in that uh, in that uh, mechanic bull, whatever. You saw Schwarber? Schwarber. Oh, Schwarber. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt. You're going to have flip-flop, backward hat Dave on the on the mechanical bull. There's yes. no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you were, you, be before, were you surprised? Like, going back to that, you know, Dave is, you know, he's, whatever, he's 60-something, right? When he won with you guys, he was still 60-something. He's like button-down guy, gray hair, always comb well and everything else. When you start like going through that with him, were you like, well, well what, what? what? I, I did not expect backward hat Dave to show up in, in, a, in, in like taking a bath in, a, in, in the middle of a clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, when we clinched the East in New York, he had shorts and sandals and the hat and the shirt. I was like, wow, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> this guy that, you know, I used to send him, you know, like emojis, you know, and he didn't even know what that was, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, thumbs up or whatever, the fist, you know, like, hey, what do you think about this guy? Yeah, we got it, you know, and he he, he said, what he is that? Yeah, he, he caught up with it, and now <laughs> he's the one sending that, you know, and uh, – like I told him the other day, I'm very proud of him. He taught me a lot. You know, he gave me a chance to become a big league manager. Uh, we we did some great things in 18. And uh, he was, you know, probably the first one right there with me in 2020, right, when everything happened, always paying attention and, uh, you know, just, uh, just giving me support. And uh, I was happy that uh, he got back to the game. I knew that he was going to do a great job, you know, because that's who he is. And uh, he's a Hall of Famer, let's put it that way, and uh, mm -hmm. it should be fun. I know he's excited, and uh, I'm not pulling for him or for the Astros. I'm telling you that right now. But I think it's going to be a great series for the for baseball. Cooper, you got anything? Thanks yeah, for so time, still, man. it's it's Schwarber adjacent. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I mean, like, you see what he does in 2016 with the Cubs, and he like he's very instrumental in that. And then – you got to see him firsthand last year, and he helps you guys make a deep run, a lot deeper than what a lot of people expected. Uh, and then now again, he's with the Phillies. And, I mean, how how involved is he in that clubhouse that you think right now after seeing what he did last year for you guys? Yeah, I, I got a good friend of mine there in that coaching staff, uh, Paco Figueroa. He's a first-base coach. He went to the University of Miami. And we talk a little bit about Kyle and uh, – 
if you if you see that the way that season went over there, it was very similar to us early on. Then they took off. Then uh, Bryce got hurt, and they kept going. They kept going. They kept going. And I, I think one of the reasons was Kyle uh, in the clubhouse, in the dugout. You you see him. I, I it'll be interesting if, if if they can show reactions in the dugout early on in April from this team and the reactions in the dugout now. I mean, it's unreal. Everybody has a, a, a handshake. Everybody. It seems like 26 guys have different handshakes. You see Kyle, you know, kissing uh, um, Alec at third after he got hit, um, communicating every time he comes in. He talks to, to Reese. And uh, the guy is a leader. He, he, he cares about his teammates. He's very genuine. Uh, is there's a presence, there's a voice, and uh, the voice is louder when he starts hitting. He was 0 for 22, 0 for 25. He was 0 for 40 in the last 40 playoff at bats, you know, and nobody noticed it. Like, nobody talk about it. You know, Joe Davis. Is that just because he, he goes in and just does, does his job and he holds himself he accountable? Goes and, and then you see the at bats, he's like, no way he's 0 for 40. No way. Yeah. You know, like, Oh, 3-2, three, 3-2, two, three, two, you know, like, like, oh, Kyle Schwarber is 0 for 27. He's like, oh, my God, really? You know, like, and then all of a sudden, Homer, Homer, Homer. He's like, yeah, that's him. And uh, there's something about him that uh, for, I mean, what he did last year, he messed up a play at Fenway. Oh, yeah. Right? He messed it up. Bad yeah. flip. Yeah. Then he makes a play and he makes a yeah. – I mean, like, nobody sure. does that. At Fenway Park, you know, yeah. he didn't care, you know. And that's, like, but that's what made him such like a hometown favorite. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like people like that up here. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he's amazing. A great kid. Uh, he's in a great place family-wise, you know. And, uh, you know, he was dying to get back to the World Series. We've been staying in touch throughout and uh, – he texted me this morning. I texted him right after they won. He just texted me back this morning. And uh, he goes, thank you, kid. You know, we got four more. So, you know, uh, he he deserves this opportunity, and uh, it should be fun. Um, you know, I, I know he's not looking for, uh, for something to push him or whatever, but last year the Astros, they, they took care of him in the playoffs, and uh, I know he'll be ready. So nice. him or him or Christian, who are you pulling for? Oh, like sorry. you have your two kids oh, here. Man, I got, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a tough yeah. one. D- d- does Christian text you back more than three days after you text him? Oh, he called me right away. Oh, yeah. see, that's yeah, yeah, right your favorite child. Uh, I love, yeah. by the way, I love my, maybe my favorite thing of this whole thing was like you teaching Dave Dombrowski about emojis. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. He is a his Instagram account. I, I I believe. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell him to do it. You win the World Series. You need an Instagram account. Right. Just one picture. Oh no! Just only pictures with his hat backwards. So yeah, just one picture. One picture. Yeah. That's all he needs. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Thanks, Alex. Man, it's, I hope you enjoyed yourself talking the great game of baseball. So yeah, I love it. Where's my shirt? You don't have. I kept offering you a shirt, and you kept well, you denying. Gotta on. You got to be on to get it. You know, I'm not gonna. You know. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. I mean, now you didn't that hear me the whole season, bro. What? 
you didn't interview like we never talked this season. Like you, you know what you you and I are like it's like you was with Pedroia. It was the same thing. Like <laughs> no, no, in the sense that I never talked to him during the season, never. Yeah, you. I mean, you would run away from me, so it doesn't. How am I supposed to talk to you when you're running away from me? So, <laughs> fairness. But the but pride, listen, the, pride, the pride of Elon. That, you well, and my, you my, and checks, yeah, my checkbook is the pride of Elon. Um, <laughs> but uh, hey, listen, uh, I hope yeah, it's going to be great. And um, and a t-shirt, multiple t-shirts are on the way for the whole family. And uh, now that you're part of our family. Now that you've been on the podcast, second, by the way, only two people been on the podcast as we tape this. So who was the first? One? Come on, Rich. The, the, no, no, <laughs> the, the ambassador. Oh, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe. I texted him today. I actually texted him today. We were talking about uh, willingness and uh, you know giving the self up for for the team's sake. And it was early in the in the playoffs and. Uh, the more you see these guys pitching and whatever, you you really appreciate Joe, Nate, David, uh, Chris, um, you know, Barnsey, Brage, what they did in 18. If you look at usage and they didn't care about their future, they care about winning 11 games, that pitching staff, not too many people give them credit, but what they did was amazing. Even Eduardo. Eduardo, he came out of the bullpen – uh, in game three, I want to say, and he pitched game four, you know, of the World Series, you know, and uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, Joe's well, good. What Joe said about, you know, we talked about the Valdi game, you know, and I don't know if it's revisionist history, but listen, I don't put words in his mouth. So that's what he said. And it just might be in a book. But he said, uh, he said about the Valdi game, he's like, everyone, like, included, like, wanted, like, no, don't do it again, Nate. Don't go out there again, Nate. You know, including you, like you were worried because he was a compliment to you, Alex, that he was saying like you were worried about him. But Nate was just like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go out. You you know what he said when he so in in 17, I think, you know, he got the last strikeout comes back. And I I bet he was tired of me asking him throughout the outing. I go, are you okay?" He's like, let me finish it like that. I'm like, "Okay, cool. Later we know he finished. That's like some Rocky Rocky Balboa stuff. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Let me finish it. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> All right, Alex. Thanks, man. Appreciate Be it. Be well. Thank you. Take care. All right.